Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 219, evidently the pandemic and recession edition. Security news, coronavirus, my number one piece of advice here is to only listen to reputable sources throughout this situation and to admonish others to do the same. My personal go-tos here are New York Times, because I think they synthesize lots of different reputable sources into really good narratives and visuals. WHO and CDC, those are like my three go-tos. I think we already have a fake news problem that was bad enough, and it gets much worse when you add fear to that. Johns Hopkins put out a decent dashboard that feels a bit too much like a pew-pew map for my taste, but it's good to have a reputable version of one of these maps, given all the sketchy ones out there. So if you know someone who's obsessed with these things, tell them to use this one instead of the ones randomly being shared on Facebook. It's the Johns Hopkins coronavirus dashboard. And uh, MIT Technology Review did a collection of other dashboards, which was pretty decent. The Fed has cut interest rates by half a point as a response to the crisis. Trading was halted Monday morning due to a sell-off. That's this Monday, a few hours ago. Many companies have instituted remote work policies to reduce their employees' exposure to the virus. Tons of conferences and other large public events have been canceled, including South by Southwest, the Geneva Auto Show, and Google I.O. I think depending on what happens in the next month, we could potentially see the same thing happen to Black Hat and DEF CON and other major events throughout the year. And attackers are riding this wave of concern and are ramping up campaigns related to the virus, which should get you a first-class ticket to hell, my opinion. Number of nation states are attacking Microsoft Exchange servers using its recent vulnerability. Google released FuzzBench this week, which is a free benchmarking tool for fuzzing tools. The Army just tested a new type of artillery that can reach a range of 65 kilometers instead of 18. More and more studies are concluding that electric hand dryers are basically germ catapults. I find this highly ironic given the fact that we were pitched largely by Dyson, that this was a better, more futuristic solution to a problem. So we take over 10 years to finally phase them into tons of public buildings and restaurants and everywhere. Then the science reveals that they're actually worse for your health. That's hilarious. And I'm trying to figure out what the InfoSec equivalent of this is. I think it's probably forcing people to change their passwords really often, which has luckily been phased out. So long passwords that you don't change very often are the new paper towels, basically. The Doomsday Clock, 
which was started in 1947 at seven minutes to midnight, is now at its closest to midnight that it's ever been. One minute and 40 seconds to show time, basically. And you should check out this remarkably good Sam Harris podcast episode to see why we're so close right now. TLDR is basically nuclear weapons and global warming. And it's not even factoring in virus stuff because hopefully that's more temporary. Advisories, more than 50 Netgear routers are vulnerable to four major security issues. Breaches, T-Mobile announced that personal data on customers may have been stolen. Walgreens leaked customer data via their mobile app. Tesco sends a warning to 600,000 members. And J.Crew divulged a 2019 breach. Technology news. Researchers have built a drone that navigates like a bat. It has four microphones and a speaker, so it can send out sound and see where it gets bounced back from and basically measure the time. Twitter is testing out fleets, which are fleeting tweets that disappear after a period of time. Amazon is selling its cashierless store tech to other companies. It's what we need. Less humans doing human jobs. MasterCard is looking at payment technologies that look at your walk, your heart rate, your face, etc. to authenticate transactions. Human news, SF may pass Prop E, which would limit how many startups could move into the city. South Korea is monitoring its quarantined with a smartphone app. Some Twitch streamers are making money by having their cameras on while they sleep. The fashion industry is looking to capitalize on the gaming world via merger. Basically trying to get a lot of people uh, looking good and wearing their brands while they're uh, on Twitch and playing professional esports. Oil has dropped by 30% due to fears of a price war led by the Saudis. Not fully deep-dived on this yet, but... uh, Looks like the Saudis are causing a ruckus and it's freaking people out. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Utah is using an AI company called Banjo to monitor traffic cameras throughout the state. This is what I talked about in my book where you have feeds of input being streamed to multiple companies doing analysis. Some will look for crime, some will look for sickness, some will look for mate matches, whatever. One feed going to thousands of algorithms parsing for their particular expertise. And the richer you are, the more access to these feeds and the output of the algorithms that monitor them you will have. So two people can walk down the same street, but if one of them is rich, they'll be getting all sorts of metadata about their surroundings, while the other one might as well have lived 50 years ago. People talk about inequality now, but wait until the rich become omniscient through real-time algorithmic analysis of their surroundings. Not truly omniscient, but having way more data. They know if people are lying to them. They know if there's danger around them, that kind of thing. Got another idea here I just had over the weekend. Maybe we're thinking about VR wrong, and it's already here in the form of gaming. So... Gaming is already an alternate reality, which is a virtual reality. And the real question is, 
just sensory immersion levels. So I don't know. Unformed thought, but I thought it was interesting. The Strangler is a way to slowly migrate away from your legacy application and to your new one automatically using AWS ELBs. This is super cool. So you basically, if your new app can't take a request, it sends it to the legacy app. But over time, it's actively trying to make sure that it's sending as few as possible to the legacy app. And it basically strangles it down until you don't need it anymore. And now you're fully migrated. Cobalt seems to be doing something cool with its pen testing services. It's unified its pool of testers model with a scheduling infrastructure that lets customers self-service their scheduling and coordination, which I think is pretty smart. Updates this month's Unsupervised Learning Book Club reading is the Applied Critical Thinking Handbook, which used to be the Red Team Handbook. Can't wait to discuss this one with the group at the end of the month. If you want to participate, um, you should go sign up. It's, uh, it's pretty fun. We're really enjoying it. Discovery. Highly recommend this episode of Fresh Air, where they talk to Greg Miller about the crypto AG operation that lasted decades. It's an unbelievable story, which I don't think enough security people know about this. And in my mind, it's a must listen for anyone in InfoSec. This particular episode of this podcast, it covers it really well, talks about the history, talk about decades where the U.S. basically infiltrated all these countries and was watching their traffic very Snowden-like. Actually, the whole Snowden thing was the response to us losing this capability. But you should you should absolutely check out this this podcast episode. Web application hacker handbook extras: How to get rich without getting lucky, which is a Twitter thread. I posted this before. It's really really good. You should check it out. The narrative matrix: How to make yourself into a learning machine. Honeybot: Capture, upload, and analyze network traffic. Mapski: Terminal based maps. You can zoom in and zoom out. Can't wait to try this. And OWASP Threat Dragon, a threat modeling application that does diagramming and mitigations. Recommendations. If you're new to managing remote teams or your people are new to being remote, I recommend two to three 30-minute meetings a week. Not to keep them on task, but to keep everyone connected. And if it's an inexperienced team with less self-discipline, internal drive, whatever, consider a daily stand-up for 15 to 30 minutes. And the aphorism for the week, melancholy is an appetite no misery satisfies. Melancholy is an appetite no misery satisfies. Emil Sioran. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure is toxic to the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter each week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here in the podcast. They also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. 
To become a member, just head over to danielmeesler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. Each of you is helping support a model of content creation that we really need right now. And I appreciate you greatly. We'll see you next time.